Okay, you ready to rock and roll? Let's do it. Okay, here we are, everybody. Hello, hello, and hello. Sean and I are doing our sixth episode of The Bottom it. Line. Oh, my goodness. Already. I know, I know. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. And most of all, I'm so grateful that I get a chance to do this with you. You know, we have covered from in our sixth, well, in our five episodes we've covered the budget we've covered 5g we've covered housing and we've even talked about how do we make ashland fun again and get the vibe back yes and um this being episode number six sean and i just wanted to come together party people and just hang out and regroup and be organic and talk about where we are and where we're going so what do you think yeah i think um it's interesting because um you know, when when you originally said this to me, hey, let's do a podcast. I was like, <laughs> what's that? <laughs> <laughs> Number one. Uh, half jokingly. Um, <laughs> and the other part was, you know, I was like really honored to do it with you. Um, you know, since we both kind of, m I would say, met through this process, mm -hmm. um, you know, I've just been um, inspired by what you represent and your opinions and a lot of people think, you know, and I think we both had this, why the hell would you ever do a podcast with Gina? I was like, well, what do you mean? Exactly, you know? exactly. Um, <clears throat> and I know you've similarly had people say, why would you ever do a podcast with Sean? Sean, same thing. Like, <laughs> I, I, think, I just think it's amazing that um, people make these, a lot like what happens in our city government, predetermined decisions. Exactly. You know, without really looking into it. But, um, you know, it's been, um, it's been, a pleasant surprise to get to know you, uh, understand how dedicated and focused you are to social justice, um, you know, family, the importance of having a sensible budget and spending under control so we can do all these things for affordable housing, uh, to get Ashland's mm -hmm. vibe back. Mm -hmm. uh, all this stuff I, I really think is, um, is su super, super important. And, you know, the key to moving forward you know, mm -hmm. you know, people say, oh, you know, you don't want to look back. But if you it's just like in my old experience professionally looking at stocks, you know, you would have to look back to see, of course, you don't care about where it's come from. You care where it's going. Exactly. But you have to look at history and what's happened in order to kind of predict uh, and, do better, <laughs> right? and do better. Right. And do better. And so. something, Sean, that I think is interesting about you and I is our reputations. You said, um, about the way council is and, and the way people have preconceived notions of who mm. we are and what our personal histories yeah. are. And um, just hanging out with you and working with you and getting to know who you are and your family and you know where you come from and yeah. how you spent more than half of your life. Before I moved to, to Ashland, yeah. In Japan, is yeah. that right? Overseas, well I, lived, Overseas. I went to school uh, a year in Scotland Okay. which was amazing and prior to that my my i'm a country bumpkin i grew up in a little rural you know community in in rhode island where i thought everyone was catholic and white <laughs> <laughs> there's a black person what's going on you know you know and oh you're not catholic you're jewish what do you mean exactly I mean, this was all new to me and then you know my parents opened my eyes to it's a big world out there and go out there and you know stake your claim and mm -hmm. i did mm -hmm. um but you know, a, a lot of people don't know me um, and think just because I'm, you know, um, focused on I want to I, I want a 
future for my kids and my kids' kids to live in a community mm-hmm. in an affordable, sensible way. Mm-hmm. People think I'm some radical dude, and it's like, no, I'm just a normal guy. You're here for your children Who's and not family. afraid to ask questions, and yes. I think that's an, an amazing thing about you, too. You, you haven't been... Um, you've been curious, intellectually curious about what's going on here. Absolutely. Uh, a willing to question the status quo. And, and all, let me just put it this way. If at the beginning, when I started, if the questions I'd asked, if people would have said, Sean, you know what? We can get you that answer. Let's figure it out. But no, they didn't do that. Yeah. They said, it's not in your purview to know. And I was like, ah, wrong answer. And, you know, they think like most people like mm-hmm. you. You know, and, and I know your history as well that, oh, yeah, well, that person, they'll just they'll just go away. Yeah. Uh, wrong person. Exactly. You know? exactly. So <clears throat> anyway, here we are. We're in sixth. I can't believe it's sixth episode. Episodes. We got yeah. a lot of good ones coming up. A lot of people that we've reached out to who either have commitments or couldn't do it because of COVID family or travel yeah. or whatever yeah. that we'll get here. Um, but I think it's an important voice. And I, I go back to like when I ran and when I was thinking about getting more involved in politics. Mm-hmm. I met with a sitting city councilor, and that person waved their finger at me and said, you know what? I read your article in the paper, and you're just like about 1% or 2% of the population. The vast majority of Ashland, and the person did it with a smile on their face, was like, the vast majority of Ashland just don't know. And I was like, oh, how dare you? You just mm-hmm. told me the secret. Exactly. So what we're doing, <clears throat> this exercise of informing people, you know, telling them the truth and letting them decide, hey, if th- is that the right thing or the wrong thing? Mm-hmm. But at least they have the knowledge to make a, a, an educated decision. And I think that's our value add. And, and I think we've got to continue to do that. And I remember when we started this, Sean, I remember uh, you had just been interviewed and we were talking about our positions and the platform that we've been given by our constituents. Right. Um, and how being interviewed, people kind of cherry-picked it and yeah. didn't really say what all of the we wanted to say. Yeah. They would take this out or they add that. And so um, having the podcast, I remember talking to you about it because this way our, all of our opinions can be yeah, heard. All of our truth can be heard and said. And so that's one big reason why we're here and the reason why I ran for council, it's interesting when you say you spoke to other counselors because a council person told me, he said to me, he said, you know, Gina, this isn't a popularity contest. I got friends. I'm not trying to make friends. <laughs> you know, I want to be a voice for the people. I live here. We hear the people, right, Sean? Right, people talk to us. We are engaged in our community and for me, that was so important to be able to keep a pulse on our people, on the community, come back, be that voice, and get things done and make things happen because right. it wasn't happening before. Right. And that, for me, was frustrating when I would see missed opportunities, hmm. businesses that wanted to come here that couldn't come here because they couldn't afford it. Right. And we need to diversify, right? We know that. And people are just done with us. How do we get businesses back? How do we, we don't want to just be sustainable. We want to thrive. Totally want to thrive. And so um, that was one big reason that I wanted to be on council. Mm -hmm. You know, somebody's got to do it. I'm not going to have any more missed opportunities 
walk past Ashland and go open their business in Medford and White City, you know, and for housing and, and our young people, what young people, what families, you know, you have a family, Sean, which is growing and yes. leaving the nest. It's crazy. But we, we need to have, we need to thrive. But that's the important thing. I mean, I, I remember back in, you know, the, the days when I would be, listening to, to our representatives speak and say, you know, I heard someone um, who's represented, the, you know, the, the, the citizens on the council level say, well, you know, when kids get older, they just leave. That's what they do. And I was like, how dare you say that? Mm. You know, your job as an elected official is to provide them an opportunity to live here, to thrive here, to grow their dreams that's here, right. to that's grow right. their family here. That, that's to me what, you know, what it's all about. Um, so anyway, there was a lot of conflicting things, you know, and, and when it came up to, hey, let's do a podcast, what are you going to call it? I mean, you, you phrased it. I was like, oh, man, that works. That you Well, know. we are about the bottom line, bottom right? Line and and we white. are black and yeah. white, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and facts are in black and white. Yep. So And that's what we are. We want to bring the facts. We want to bring the truth. We want to be transparent, honest, tell people what it is and what it isn't and bring uh, different opinions and opportunities, food for thought, spark your interest, and get people engaged. It's coming, I really feel it. You know, it's, um, it's a process, you know. Yeah. Um, it's a process to get people engaged. When I started out, you know, talking about the budget, it was through my experience on the budget committee. Mm -hmm. And I did it at my kids' soccer games. You know, I would talk to people and, and I remember this one uh, person came up to me and said, hey, you're on the budget committee. Why the hell does my utility bills keep going up? And yeah. I'm like, oh, really? You noticed? So we start talking. And I said, well, you know, I'm going to stop this, um, this informational kind of uh, email about the budget. He goes, well, put me on it. Put me on it. And then, <laughs> you know, like I'd sent it out every you know, quarter. That's when the budget committee met every quarter. Um, and it grew to like five, six, seven hundred people, right? Hey, yeah. put me on, add this person, you know, and it, it became like, wow, it became like a monster. And I learned this in my old professional experience. It doesn't matter till it matters. And it matters when you cost other people money. Exactly. And that's kind of where it was. You know, when I first started talking about people like, yeah, that, that's not happening. I'm like, no, no, that's what's going on mm -hmm. with the budget. Mm -hmm. And this is the decision, the process to make, no, it can't be that bad. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it is. You know, mm -hmm. um, and then I think people are, are, are awoken, have been awoken to the fact that it is real and it is costing them. Oh, yeah. And this is all pre-inflation, which is oh. the latest 9%, which 9 is 9.2%, okay. Sean. That's $6,000 in uh, additional funds, okay, yes. that people of Ashland, okay, are going to have to come up with yes. before the city says, you know what, we don't want to make any of these cuts. We just want to add a new tax no. or a new utility fee. Uh, how about no? Yeah. People are tapped out. Completely People tapped are tapped out. out. And and one thing I love about Ashland is Ashland shows up. They do Ashland show up. shows up. Yeah. And Ashland says, no, this isn't happening. We saw it with the city hall bond, right? Not happening. 70% of Ashland said no. And that says something. That definitely that says, says something. That says a lot. Well, I, a lot. I think we're on to something. You know, to try to deny it, um, no. That, that's not going to go ahead. If you want to if you <laughs> be a denier, then go ahead. Good luck. Exactly. Uh, because, you know, it, it doesn't you don't need a Ph.D. from Stanford to figure it out. Right. I mean, come on. Not it's at commonsensical. all. commonsensical. I mean, and you would probably know this better than I would. But if you look at 
you know, rent compromised people, mm -hmm. mortgage compromised people that can't afford to live in the homes that they bought maybe 30, 40 years ago. The data I saw, and this is pre-inflation, actually showed that every other household, every, walk down the street, pick every other home. Every and other household, it. yeah. if it's a renter, it's their rent compromised. If it's someone who owns the house, they're having even, they're compromised in the sense they can't pay the bills or that they have a mortgage and they're having trouble paying the mortgage. We That's had, not sustainable. No, it's not. It's not. We had such an exodus about two years ago of small families mm. leaving Ashland because of the rent and the utilities and the food. You got to feed the kids. Something's got to give. The lack rent of jobs, or the utilities. Lack of alternatives yeah. To well, everybody works elsewhere right. and, and tries to live here. It's right. not happening. Right. So I believe that that's how come our, our council has changed mm. because people wanted a change. They voted for this change, yep. right? And so um, I know that people in Ashland are just kind of sick and tired of the status quo, the same stuff kicking it down the road and that's why we're here to make the difference and to bring the different voices and opinions to the table yep and i look forward to what we have that's going to come up pretty soon we have uh people well i won't mention any names but i know that we have some folks that are coming in and they're going to talk about uh, business and development and housing because the conversation continues. Absolutely. The conversation continues because the need is there. But let's be clear. We're not talking about putting a Walmart superstore no, okay, no. Um, <laughs> in the middle of town. I mean, that, that, no. that, that's not what's going on. Uh, but for a town that has a 300 million plus CIP budget, we, we uh -huh. have aspirations of a massively growing town and we're not. We grow by 60, 70 people a year. Um, so you know, yeah. I, I think we have to be uh, more cognizant of that and make better decisions that are going to ensure that we have a vibrant and prosperous future. Because yeah, but Sean, it's, just, it's just not going down that Yeah, but that Sean, road. that was the worry and concern of a lot of people when you say to diversify the economy, mm. to bring in jobs. Mm. That's what they envision, a big Walmart mm -hmm. or a big box store or something. That's not happening. That's not the well, vision. We don't have to go right. there. And there's a huge percent of people that are moving from the big cities. And, and here's the beauty of it. Mm, Ashland what? is amazing, okay? We all agree to that. That's, that's, that's why, why we're here. But it's amazing. Think about it. And it's relative to like a big city that, you know, is crime is blowing up and the mm -hmm. cost of living there is crazy. You know, it's, it's $500 a month to park your car, you know, <laughs> which is half a mile away, right? I mean, so the... the on a relative basis, it's an easy trade to say, you know what, I've been in this amazing place, yeah. amazing quality of life, you know, um, and that's where I want to, you know, move and raise our kids. Um, I, I think that's kind of what we're, we're looking at. So Ashland has a lot of these unique advantages already. I just think we have to be smarter on how we do things and, and be willing to not, you know, ad address all the possible solutions, not just one. Exactly. And, and that's been a very big frustration for me, and I know it is for you as well. Well, well it has to happen simultaneously. Yeah. You know, the housing, uh, the jobs simultaneously. And for everything that you just mentioned and just said, it kind of allows us to pick and choose the businesses that we want here. Mm. But when I've seen opportunities of perfect fits, in my opinion, mm. for a business to be here in Ashland and they walked and went to Bend. Right. Plexus. Oh, I know. 
Plexus was great. Plexus wanted to grow. Plexus couldn't grow. We're out. They went to Bend. And so, and that's just one of yeah, many. Yeah. And so why is that? When I got on council, one thing that I was blew me away, I kind of knew it, but it was glaring and in my face is that previous council, local government, they wanted Ashland to stay small, white, and rich. Exclusive. And old. Yeah, mm-hmm. exclusive. Well, you know, you get old, you die on the vine. Mm-hmm. If we don't keep it moving, we become extinct. Right. People want change, and that's us. Well, I've said it more than once. Ashland exceptionalism is going to kill us. Oh, okay? yeah. That's I'm sorry. Yes. We put our pants and shirts on just like people do in Talent, Phoenix, Everyone. Medford, Grants yep. Pass, Clay Falls, Bend, Portland. Sorry. That's how it is, yeah. right? So we have to figure out a way um, to make it work. And the road that we went down, you know, was, oh, Ashland's different. Ashland this. Ash- no, 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 no. We can't do that. Um, that's my view. I think, um, not speaking for you, but I'm pretty sure you kind of feel that same way. We can't um, do that Yeah, we just gotta, we, we just got to be smarter on how we, how we do this. And, yeah. and we, we're not circling the drain yet. I don't want to say yet. We're not circling the drain so we can pull ourselves out of it. And so um, pulling ourselves out of it, I think that um, looking at where we are, and like you said, Sean, we have to know our history. we got to look back so we can know where we're we're going and and to kind of measure our distance and our growth. And when I think about... um, we're in our sophomore year right now in that. council. Holy yeah. moly. Yeah. That first year was pretty damn tough. Oh, it was scary. <laughs> it was like, really? Yowza. This doesn't make sense. Nope, you're wrong. No, nope, I didn't do say that. that. No. <laughs> that was just that was how, crazy. How could I have contributed to this person leaving? I've spoke to this person once exactly. since I've been on No, office. it's your fault. It's my fault. Oh, okay. And Gina, you called her a racist. Oh. What? No. I didn't it didn't no, Amazing. I didn't say that. Amazing. Yeah, but so. you know what? What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. <laughs> hey, and we learned. Oh my goodness. We learned. we learned. Yeah, and we and I think that we're so much better for it, Sean. We are so much better for it and so much better prepared for where we're going, yep. right? Yep. And uh, when I look at what's been happening lately on council, uh, the direction that we're going in, we have our new city manager. I think we're working well with him. I think him. he's doing great. Yep, he's working good for us. You know, I, I was so looking back and I found this, um, this thing looking at the charter and some interesting points popped out. Uh, in 2005, 94% of the citizens of Ashland, okay, I guess in it, it was surveyed, uh, thought that having a city manager form of government was a bad, I- a bad idea. Uh-huh. In less than 15 years, 70% said it's a great idea. And I we, wonder why. Yeah. Well, <laughs> bad decisions? Uh, I don't know. But, Missed opportunities. But here's the other thing about Ashland. You said Ashland does show up, and Ashland is a really smart. They're yes. smart people. They're yes. educated. They know what's going on. Yes. So, you know, I hear from people, you know, that I don't know, send me little emails. Hey, thank you. You know, yeah. thank you for doing yeah. that. That's that's what we And to me, that's that's how Ashlanders, they're, how Ashlanders play the game. They, they, they respond. Yes. They understand the issues. And when it matters, they come out, yeah. right? Hey, let's build a new city hall in the, in the biggest health pandemic in the history of mankind when 80% of Ashlands have lost a job. Uh, how about no, right? Exactly. And they said hell no to that. That makes no sense. Exactly. Right? So, I mean, I, I think they're, they're educated about this stuff. And that's, that's a really good base to have, right? Well, 
Sean, I just have to touch on this really quick. For me, I got so many emails, so many phone calls, so many stops in the grocery store, shopping cart, the co-op. Gina, what's up with this survey? People mm -hmm. are smart. Yeah. They oh, looked the at the survey now. and they, they asked questions. Well, whose idea was it to put it together like that? What, what does this mean? How come the questions are redundant? You well, know, you and I was... were the pushback, right? You and I were the pushback. And, and quite honestly, you know, I don't know why SOU did it. I mean, I called them after and said, really, you want to do this? Okay. But I'm just going to tell you, if they're not objective questions, okay, mm -hmm. they're not fair, mm -hmm. I'm going to push back. Okay. Exactly. And so, I mean, I gave, I spent a couple hours, three hours, maybe, maybe even more. I drafted 11 or 12 Question. ideas yeah. that, yeah. hey, we could look at addressing these cost reductions and not impact service at all. Exactly. Zero zilch impact on service and have dramatic impact on the, on reducing the budget. How many of those you think got into the survey? Zero. Whoa. Zero. Bingo. And, right? and you know, Sean, all of that that you compiled and you put together, save it. And oh, when I we do saving. our budget. You mean the look, next budget? Yeah, the yeah, next okay. budget. Yeah. Bring, bring all, all of this. These are pertinent ideas that can work and they won't touch services. And when I hear other counselors, which will remain nameless, say, well, this is factual data. No, it is not factual data. You have nothing but fear that they are putting on people that if this is gone, then you're right. going to lose this service. Yeah. No, it's not happening. Right. There is no factual data. Right. $14 million in the general fund in this budget for materials and service. Mark, uh, Mark Welsh, who was the previous 2017-19 oh, yeah, yeah. budget finance director, um, very transparent, you know, off the record, we'd have a, a beer now and then. He'd be like, oh, you know, Sean, listen, I mean, what, you're say, what you say, you know, is not wrong. <laughs> like, well, well, why don't you say that, dude? Yeah. Well, well, you know. Um, but, I mean, he's, he came out and, and he pushed um, and showed a lot of the stuff that was happening within the budget. Um, you know, we've, we've kind of got away from that and mm. and i think as we head into the 23 25 budget which mm -hmm. by the way i already have a file for at home <laughs> of um, course you do and that list is in there by the way <laughs> um but we'll get there you mm -hmm. know we really will and mm -hmm. i think um I, th I think we will and i think you know um i am highly complimentary of people that step up and volunteer and so yes. my hat's off to everyone that has volunteered for the budget committee yes. and all these other committees that yes. the city has and there's a lot of them okay yeah but I have to say, the budget is a separate animal, okay? I don't really, in all due respect, I, I don't really think that the, the prerequisite to serve on the budget committee is that person is a good person or a bad person. It has nothing to do with it, mm -hmm, okay? Mm -hmm. To me, the prerequisite is how competent is that person understanding the depth of these budgetary issues mm -hmm. facing our community? Mm -hmm. if, if that person uh, can answer those questions, um, intelligently, think open-mindedly, be willing to compromise and, and have a, you know, a, a pretty A to Z discussion around the issues, sign that person up. Exactly. Okay? But there has to be, they have to oh, have that person's that. been here for 25, 30 years and is a really good person, but no. puts on his application that I have, I have no idea about budgets. How can we select that person? Not the person. Right. Not the so person. you ask how the city from 2005 can go with 94% of Ashland to say no to a city manager to yeah. 15 years where they say, hell yeah, because yeah. having a, a mayor 
who decides what happens has turned us into where we are now. There you go. I mean, that's the reason for that. Well, and how many emails do we receive? Um, One woman said, um, ask us, how did we get here? How did we get here? What the budget is blown up. How did we get here? And I gave her a one-liner: living outside that was on the of survey, our means. Right? No, this was an email that council got, and this woman gave us this. It, well, it was kind of a pretty long email, but at the end part, and she'd been a resident here 25, 30 years, or she is, and she said, "How did we get here? How the budget is whack." And I said, living outside of our, our means, means right. for all of these years, kicking the can down the road. My first meeting that I had with Allison, uh, our previous finance director, uh, my first meeting, at the end of the meeting, I asked her, I said, is there anything that I need to know or did I miss? And she told me, she said, Gina, we cannot go on like this. (laughs) She said, it's not sustainable. We cannot go on like this, quote, unquote. And I was like, oh, okay. And I mean, it's obvious. The writing is on the wall. Right. And now that um, we don't have a finance director right now, and we have an acting person, however, I believe we have a city manager that knows what's going on. And he, he has, I believe Joe has a pulse on things that are happening, and we, he is preparing us, and I like how he is preparing us for this next biennium. Whereas before, like we were talking about being in our sophomore year, my first experience on the budget committee was it was nothing. It was a a bunch of PowerPoints and nothing. Nothing was done, no no conversation, no collaboration. And here it is. And then we're supposed to sign off on this. We're just going to talk and talk and talk. So you can't ask any questions. Yeah, well, that's not. That's not I mean, right. That has to go down in the history books of the worst the budget worst, process in the, the, in, so in the history of screwed up budget processes. Uh, I mean, it was just it was bonkers. It was it was the worst thing that I could ever imagine. I thought we were going to go in there and sharpen our pencils and roll up our sleeves. And we were going to look at we were going to compare where we were once again, going back to that history where we want to go. And instead, it was the staff put this together, sign off on right. it. No. And you had the people that were positioned with staff saying, hey, I know this is my second budget, you know, that I've been through, but what's the role of the budget committee? Uh. Like, really, dude? You know, I mean, there, there was that kind of, you know, yeah. um, uh, objection to asking questions. But anyway, I agree with you. I think Joe, um, you know, understands yeah. what needs to be done. Um, you know, we're not going to agree with them on everything, and that's, no. and that's fine, but that's the, the beauty of the process. Um, but I think Joe understands that there's some serious obstacles. And, you know, he said, and Allison has said as well, that the first and, first and foremost, we've got to get, you know, ahead around the budget. Um, in regards to the budget, I mean, I think, honestly, and I'm going to start, I, I think, uh, making a little bit more of a, a noise about it. I think we should go back to our, an annual budget. Um, yes. You know, my old uh, experience in the real world, in the private sector, mm-hmm. okay, you don't talk about budgets every nine months, okay? You don't talk about budgets every six months or every three months or every month you, or every other week. You talk about budgets like I had a month, I had a weekly presentation that I had to give to my, my boss in my last gig, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Every week. Mm-hmm. And if we didn't talk about the budget every day, I would say, we're, you know, how come we're not talking about the budget? You know? where I am, where my revenues were relative to mm-hmm. cost and, mm-hmm. you know, just, 
but it's it seems like we have a 300 and what is it 354 million dollar budget and we talk about it really aggressively and then yeah. say you know for three or four months right and then say mm -hmm. oh well you know we're going to do all this stuff don't do it a year goes by i mean it, i think you know i agree we have to get Sean. smarter about how we look at this fiscally well times have changed totally and and things are changing rapidly from day to day so i agree with you mm. it needs to be annual it needs to be more hands-on because if not things escape us right and we never get a handle on anything mm. things escape us you have to keep your hands on your money mm. you know and we don't and we haven't mm. so even um annually might not be enough but we have to right. keep our hands on our money, and so and I think I, I think agree. that citizens of Ashland really appreciate that. Oh. You know, I mean, think about it, right? Every other home in Ashland yeah. is rent compromised yeah. or mortgaged, or you know, they can't they can't they own the house, but they can't pay the bills. Rent right? burden is real. Oh my God! I mean, it's just rent like, come burden on, is real. Come on, and the variables, as you said, change so much. I remember exchanging an email with the previous city manager, city administrator in Ashland, okay, and asked mm -hmm. about. Parks, and we can get into parks too, but parks, yeah. CIP, um, and how 25% of the food and beverage tax largely went to, you know, the paying off bonds, you know, pickleball and whatever, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. But it was all, so my question was, what happens if they can't pay that? Mm -hmm. Oh, you know, that's crazy talk. You know, it's like going outside <laughs> and getting hit by a piece of debris from a Chinese space satellite. It's like, really? What happened? <laughs> right? Seriously. I mean, within nine months, yeah. you know, the world fell apart. This thing yeah. called COVID hit, right? Yeah. And then yeah. everything was in a shambles, right? Mm. So the irony was if parks couldn't pay for that, it came back to the general fund. The city had to pay for it. That's so right. I was like, don't you think that's an issue? I certainly do. That's right. right? So anyway, the, the, the whole discussion around being smarter and how we look at things and being better prepared play into um, you know, a, a yearly budget. We have yes. to have better control over the variables uh, that we face. And I'll, I'll just throw this out there, too. I think we have, to ha we have to redefine our relationship with Oregon Shakespeare Festival. You know, they are a huge revenue driver for our community. There's no one on the city council, city management, representing on no. their board, no. right? Mm -hmm. We have a very amicable relationship, and that's mm -hmm. wonderful. I'm, I'm happy we do. But listen, we need to know their strategy, yeah. okay? The citizens of Ashland deserve that. I mean, there is a... You know, there's a, a huge use of the theaters, et cetera, et cetera, through this relationship. Listen, I'm just saying we, ju we just have to be smarter about how we apart with our partnership. I, exactly. And, and, but, and it's interesting you use the word partnership mm -hmm. because, Sean, in my opinion, it's the city, it's OSF, it's a university, and none of them speak. School district. To each other, mm. exactly. None of them sit at the table and strategically plan how we are going to collaborate, right. work together, and raise Ashland up right. financially, socially, none of this. Right. Everybody's in their own little group doing their own thing, and we can't do that mm. anymore. If we're going to partner, then let's partner for real, mm. and let's strategically look at how we can work together and raise mm. each other up financially and socially. Mm. We don't do that. Right. We don't do that. And and when I think of, we said it before, Sean, OSF sits empty. Why can't we put musicians I in there? I think we actually have to. And have year-round tourism and entertainment and bring people here. And the people who live here are getting bored. Right. You know, Ashland is a very transient town. Yes. 
Turnover is quite a bit over, yeah. you know. I had somebody told me it was like 40% every That's three years. Terrible. 40 That's terrible. 40% turnover. I know. Who does that? So I think that, um, you so know. So what's the message this? there? Don't, don't go over with a bottle of wine with your new, to your new neighbor because they're going to yep, be gone. Yeah, they're going to be gone. <laughs> you don't want to know them. Don't get too close. <laughs> I'm not going yeah. to waste this 2010 yeah. Roxy and Claret on not somebody's on you, and I'm you. Not, yeah. <laughs> you know? So that's pretty, that's pretty funny, but, um, but it's true. Yeah. It's true. And so a few minutes ago, Sean, we touched on parks, yes. right? And so just looking at our last council meeting, I was very – um, grateful that we made the motion. Yeah. The motion passed to have all employees accountable okay. to our city manager. Right. That's part one of this. Yep. Exactly. Right. And uh, which includes parks. And to me, that's so important because we need the continuity. We need to be together. That transparency and reporting to one boss. You know, yeah. I think that we've been fragmented too long, and. I, ju I just think it was time. I was glad. And that was unanimous or no, yes. one, one counselor one said But I, no. I'm going to reference my you don't need a Stanford PhD analogy, which I said earlier. Mm -hmm. It's a quasi-independent organization exactly. to, make, to, you know, to make decisions that the rest of the community has to pay for. Exactly. I, you know, it was like that check, you know. You said, give your kid a check. Yeah, it's you like, hey, it Dad, for, you know, oh, I don't um, need it for anything. Hey, what's going on this weekend? I, you know, it's Thursday, and, well, I don't know, son, what's up? He goes, well, I need, I need 12 grand. I'm yeah. Like, what? What do you need 12 grand for? None of your damn business. Just give me 12 grand. <laughs> how about no? Exactly. You know, how about no? Exactly. I mean, it's, it's, it's a little bit tough love. It's a little bit, well, that doesn't make a hell of a lot of sense to me, but bringing it all under... Joe, whoever the city manager smart. is going yeah. for, is smart. Smart. It's 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 good fiscal stewardship. It's good governance. Yes. It's it's a handle on how we mitigate risk. And quite frankly, I mean, they, you know, I, I don't want to get into all the the dirty laundry here, but I mean, the mismanagement, you know, both uh. personal and fiscal of the parks department is way deep. I mean, uh. it goes back to two thousand. You can Google it. In 2010, where you know, there was problems with employees of the Parks Department and the lawsuits, and then 2016 lawsuits, yeah, you know, questionable decisions made by yeah. HR directors, yes. and, you know, lying Those under are, oath, and uh, I'm like, what yeah. is going on here? Uh -huh. And then you know, it seems like every six years, you know, we get bonked over the head with a new crisis in the Parks Department. It's just time. I think it's more often than every six years. Yeah, I'm just kind of <laughs> back of the envelope stuff, but. I think um, it's it's a really good thing. So yeah. that was part one. Yeah. And 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 largely, I think there was one voice of you know um, said no, I don't want to do it. But I think that yeah. would be that would be a good thing, a really really good thing. I mean, it doesn't you know redesign the maps per se. No. It just brings it back to normalcy, a normal yeah. kind of functional structure, uh, and I think it's healthy. So it is. It is. That's going to go on the ballot. Yes. Right? Yes. And I think that's a good thing. Now the I'm other go for that. I'm going to campaign hard on that. Right. One. I mean, it doesn't. I don't think it's too hard of a. You know, it's it's too it, hard. It of makes a, sense, Sean. Yeah. It just makes sense. It makes sense. And like we said before, the people of Ashland are smart people. Right. And to have it all together, it just makes sense. You know what it struck I, me? I'm sorry to interrupt, no, but I have no, to no, say this before I forget. I'm getting old. I'm forgetting stuff. No, that's right. okay. I, I, I'll, when that old. when we voted on that. Yeah. Parks Department was there. There was yes. a lot. There was four or five of them. Oh, they got up and left. Totally. I was like, that's the wrong response, people. Exactly. You know, oh, we didn't get our way. I'm leaving. Yeah, like, like pouty really? little kids. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. 
I'm going to pick up my yeah. toys and I'm leaving the sandbox. How dare you? It's yeah. like, whoa, did we make the right call there? Right you know? on, right on. I, I wanted to stand and, and give them a standing like, Where are they going? For exiting the building. Like, where are they going? Yeah. Wrong message, done. people. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. Wrong message. I really felt that was, to me, it was like, wow. I loved it. <laughs> and personally. I don't know. I, you know. But. You people show you who they are. They show you who they are. They okay. show you who they They got up, they left. Okay, that let it, let me know we did the right thing. Wait a minute, I think what you're saying is people tell you a lot of things, and then yeah, they show they you who exactly, they are. Exactly, exactly, because right. the action is louder. Yep. And they all got up and they exited. And I am glad that um, Parks backed off. Yeah. Uh, oh, you're the, now let's switch to the food and beverage side. Yeah, the okay. food and beverage, yeah. So do you, let's tell so, our listeners what exactly was going on. So the, there were two parts to it, right? One yeah. was, as you mentioned, the the staff would all be reportable According to Joe, to city manager, which yeah. is normal, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, and part uh, the other part with it part was two. what would to do with the food and beverage tax. Mm -hmm. So we've talked about how screwed up the budget process was last mm -hmm. budget process, right? Part of that was the previous city manager, Adam Hanks, city administrator, Adam Hanks, and Perky Purcell, who was the finance director, came up. <laughs> with this idea that instead of having to identify and address the questions in the general fund, what yes. we'll do is instead of giving the parks department, you know, $5 million from the general fund, we'll give them all the food and beverage tax. Exactly. And then we'll have to backdoor fill whatever we need that supplements the difference between the food and beverage tax and what their normal operating budget is. Right. And that's why we didn't vote on that one of the major reasons on well, that budget i voted no on the budget exactly. and i think you did too i was exactly. like wait a minute guys this is just like sense. forget about no. yellow flag just hoist the red flag right now because this is like a no stop right yeah, stop right yeah. now stop the break <laughs> let me say again you didn't need a, a, a stanford phd to figure out that exactly one. i mean that was really no. easy I was like no all right and and then okay so that's where we were. So that's where we were. And okay. so part of the old system was parks got paid um, a millage rate mm -hmm. of $1.89, okay, from people's property tax, and yes. they got 25% of the food and beverage tax, which was equivalent of about $750,000 a year. Yes. Okay. Uh, property tax uh, cumulatively was about five, five and a half million dollars. So quite a, quite a substantial amount yes. of money yes. uh, that, that went to the parks department. So this new initiative from the parks was, oh, we want 98% now, not 25, but we 98. want 98% of the food and beverage checks to go to us. Remember, previously the stipulation was 25% of the food and beverage went to parks for right. CIP related right. things, CIP. But now- Capital improvement projects. projects. Right, but now they wanted 98% to go into their operational budget to use what, like what? <laughs> How about no? <laughs> right? So Joe Assad quite smartly said, yes. hey, look at, we're looking at structural issues, okay? Um, there, there is some concerns about how we use this money. So let's be inclusive, okay? Let's look at this mm -hmm. holistically and mm -hmm. say, you know, we can use it for city parks. We can use it for streets. We can use it for A, B, C, D, E, and F, and G. Fire, Fire police. Right. I mean, it was, it was quite comprehensive. Exactly. Right? Yet parks department said no. We don't want that. We want to be exclusive yeah, in the yeah. sense it will only be used. And this was a really good point the mayor made. And I was like, hell yeah, that's great. That's yes. exactly the point. Yes. One is inclusive. The other is exclusive. Totally. Right. So um, Joe's, uh, Joe Lassard, the city manager's position was, no, we take that money and we put that into the general fund 
to be, as he said, prepared if something happens. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the other part of it, it was one-time you know, one money, that's right? That's right, that's right. And, and something that Joe said, too, well, what in his proposal that he put together, and at first I was kind of hesitant, and I think I said this at council, is that we don't want to have all the money tied up and have restricted funds. Right. And that's something that I thought we would have learned from this pandemic. Right. We have restricted funds. We can't touch the money. Right. And that gets us in trouble. Gets us in trouble. And Joe had it open so that the money can go to A, B, C, D. E, to F, these, and G. Yeah. Yep. And so. At the discretion of council. Exactly. Exactly. So we could use it as needed. Is parks getting cut out? No. Right. Then what happens? We get uh, emails or uh, somebody said that, oh, it was in the paper that now Parks has to fire people. Who said that? Oh, yeah, that was in, I think that was in... Uh, was that the tribute? Ashland News. Oh, Ashland. Oh, yeah. That well, now that they based have on to decisions of, of city manager Sud Parks is going to have to lay off staff. Like, what? No. I mean, my pushback to that was like, listen, I just sat through that two-hour meeting, three, yeah. two-and-a-half-hour meeting. Not one time was that word used. So where, do you, where are you making that conclusion from? I mean, it was just like, come on. Yeah, be, say, state the facts, right? Right. Tell state people the, the truth. Exactly. And that was my issue with it. I was like, come on. Yeah. I mean, no one it said that. It's coming from a fear, fear place, it is. right? Fear right? place. So here we are. So here we are. So um, that was discussed. Um, on June 21st, it was kind of you know, launched at the council meeting. Unfortunately, I was on the on the East Coast and I, I missed <laughs> that meeting, but you were there, right? And it was like, we have to do this now. Uh, the well, the, Sean, the way it was brought, it was brought to us that uh, we have to do this now and I would like council to adopt this. <laughs> and I'm like, what? And I think everybody, I looked over at uh, Joe's face and he his face was surprised. He had never heard of this before. The mayor had never it wasn't heard introduced this as an ad hoc committee, and only the mayor can appoint ad hoc committees. But he introduced it as an ad Who's hoc he? committee, uh, Councillor Jensen. Ah, okay, so he introduced it as hey, an ad hoc committee was formed, and the mayor is the only person that can form an ad hoc committee. Exactly. And she wasn't made aware of this. Exactly. Uh -huh. So they took it upon themselves, and they did this ad hoc committee, and uh, we're we're supposed to adopt it. And I'm like, no. No, this cannot happen to we've got to adopt and see other explanations. And that's when I was looking at what Joe Lazard had put together right. and presented to us in the May 23rd, 24th meetings, our right. special meetings. Right. And I said, well, let's put that verbiage together right. and let's see what if we can present that to council. Right. Well, I think, you know, the more we talked about it, the more sense it made to kind of reject this idea of, of you know, uh, being exclusive, you know, and how the money is used, mm -hmm. right? Look at the problem holistically. How do we solve for possible scenarios going forward? Uh, and the more we talked about it, I think the more sense it kind of made that yes. it was going to come back to council and... You know, it, it'd be hard to argue. And the one thing that we made a point of at the meeting was, like, it kept kept coming forward that this special grassroots, community-driven <laughs> organization who no one ever mentioned has pushed this initiative forward. It's like, well, who are these people? Why don't you have them come in front of council exactly. and tell us why this idea is makes much more sense than the city manager uh, idea of, of how he sees 
us being able to use the money. And of course, they I, didn't want to do that. No, not so at all. <laughs> we got this message a couple days later that said from, um, it was the ex-chair uh, of the Parks Commission, said, friend of Ashland Parks and Open Spaces appreciates the City Council willingness to refer our initiative to the voters. However, after consideration, we have decided that the best course is to suspend the initiative, and we respectfully ask the council to remove this from the ballot uh, this November as well. Interesting. Very interesting. And I, I did respond. I did respond to uh, Mr. Gardner, and I said, uh, Mr. Gardner, I agree with your um, ideas uh, around the best use of the food and beverage tax would have confused voters and likely would have not failed. Uh, would have failed. Mm -hmm. I also think it would have been very hard for you to collect the 3,000 signatures from voters to get your initiative on the ballot. Mm -hmm. Either way, it was likely a wise decision for you to suspend it. And I said, lastly, just for the record, there wasn't a willingness by council to refer this to voters, as you stated, but a willingness to hear your ideas presented in a public meeting to the council. Exactly. Best Sean Moran. Exactly. So, right you know, on, Sean. Yeah, I just felt like, come on. No, right that's on. not, I don't know. Mm, let's just no. tell the truth. That's not what we talked about. <laughs> what we talked about is yes, we, we want you to come in front of us and explain yes. to us and the citizens of our town why this makes all the sense to give you, the Parks Commission, mm -hmm. this money. At the end of the day, no one's ever argued that, that the parks aren't super important oh. and we're going to fund them. But this has been, the sky is falling. If you don't do this, we're not going to be able to maintain our exactly. parks. Uh, no. And, the, and that's, that's that fear thing we were talking about, Sean. The sky is falling. And that the sky is not falling. It's still up there. It's going to remain up there. They have the money they need. They can live within their means. We all love our parks, trails, and open spaces. Absolutely. We all love that. And so when people come on that attack that, you know, well, why are you guys doing this? Why? No. They have money. They are made whole every year, yeah. every year. And so for people to kind of throw that at us, I think they need to do a little bit more of their research. Yeah. And I really like what's going to be on the ballot. I, I love uh, what uh, staff put together, the verbiage yeah. that Joe Lazard put together for our special meeting May 23rd and 24th. And the staff supported Joe's recommendation. Right. And um, I, this is the one time I completely agree with yeah, staff. Right. And um, I was happy to see the verbiage come forward. I'll be happy to see it on the ballot, right. both initiatives. I, I'm kind of torn, though, because in a perfect world, I, w I probably wouldn't support the food and beverage tax going to the, to the general fund. I just want to state that, right? Yes. I, I, it's not the citizens of Ashland's fault that the Ashland city government is overspent, is over, yeah. is, has become held hostage to the food and beverage tax. Exactly. Okay? Really, I mean, it's only a couple communities in the entire state that actually do it, right? In a perfect in world, state, if we weren't, yeah. in, did I say United States? No, 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 oh. you said in the states, in state. you're, okay. right. you're right. Um, you know, in a perfect world, um, I, I don't think I would support the food. Because the vast majority of the people that pay that are the citizens of our town. Here's another Ashland exceptionalism tax yeah, that we get to live yeah, here, yeah. right? Because the food and beverage tax, the data shows 65%, over 65% of that is actually paid by residents. Well, and, you know, Sean, you and I talked about this a food and beverage thing when it first was coming back to council. Yep. And my first thought was, let's put it on the ballot. Right. Let's let the people vote it in right. or let it go, right? And so now we are so dependent on it, and then we need it. So 
where are we where is it best served where can it best be used and so i think that's the place we're coming from right now because in a perfect world you're right you know if if we didn't have a three to five million dollar structural deficit you know then it it would look a lot different right so anyway i mean that's kind of where that is and i think people are best served by getting all the facts they're going to get a good look at you know, the, the arguments around why Joe Lassard, the city manager, is putting this out there. And I think it makes it, it makes a lot of sense. It so, makes sense. Yeah. When we, you look at where we are. One last thing before sense. we get out of here, I wanted to just touch on that next meeting. Um, we're going to be talking about uh, commissions. Yes. Um, and uh, Mr. Lassard has brought forward this idea of, you know, cutting these down substantially based on time i mean a lot of councils over this past year have complained oh staff is you know too busy and this Mm -hmm. and that and a lot of it's linked to this time that um you know is dedicated to these commissions and i think you know uh, i'll say it again you want to make policy run for city council you want to be involved in making policy run for city council Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we you know we have the job of these commissions in these committees is to advise, not to craft policy. Exactly. Okay? So uh, in that sense, I, uh, I'm going to say it, you know, it's kind of then this history of a shadow government here That's where all right. these commissions impact and influence through, you know, uh, the same people being on the same commissions for a year after. Did yeah. I say year or decade? I'm sorry. It, yeah. You could say decade. Right. So, I mean, it's just <laughs> it's just a little bit too much. I think yeah. what we need to do is look at this. I would be supportive of term limits for people that want to serve. Yes. Again, thank yes. you so much for volunteering your time and your expertise to whatever commission you, yes. you volunteer at. But, you know, staff and policy is formed. Staff run the city. Staff policy is formed by the city council. Exactly. Exactly. And something, Sean, I was looking at this morning that actually the governance, all we need is the Parks Commission, Planning Commission, and Historic Commission. I think I, I'm the liaison for the Historic Commission. Mm-hmm. I recommended that the Historic Commission be an ad hoc of the Planning Commission. Oh, I think that's smart. Yeah. I think that's smart. Yeah. And I believe that... Um, the Budget Committee should be in there somewhere because I think the Budget Committee is mandated by the state. I don't know why. Yeah, the budget yeah. is not in here, but yeah. it is mandated. But then we have these other ones. And this was recommended by our city manager. And I think that for advisory boards, yes. um, housing and human services, environmental board, public's art, public arts, and social equity and racial justice. Right. Um, and under environment, yes, we could we have climate, sure, and we have uh, several climate commissions right now. Yeah, there's four of them. I think put them to one. Yeah, you know. environment. There right. you go. And um, then we have the airport municipal audit. We have the SDC. Yep, system um, development charge committee. I was a liaison for that too. And transportation, forest land urban and then the band board and see i think that these can be eliminated and combined i think um forest land and wild wildlife safety that's important is that environmental i believe so yes so why can't that go under environment so we can eliminate a lot of these and have the budget committee parks planning and historic and planning together and make that three and then have four ad hoc and slim it down. Fulfill the purpose, be an advisory commission exactly. to the council. Exactly, you know? And But my um, experience, because I was on the Housing and Human Services Commission and people were just appointed because 
you knew somebody. You're my friend. You <gasps> no. know? Yes. Oh, Just God. come on in. You're my friend. You know, it doesn't matter. Do you know anything about uh, houselessness or social equity or anything? We're just going to no, get more serious gonna, around this. I mean, yeah. it's not, you know. Again, Shadow running government. for city council is not so you can go to a Christmas party at the end of the year and say, oh, thank you. so." No, it's it's actually not an easy job. It's a hard no, job. It is. So, I mean, that's what we volunteered to do. Yes. Right? Um, so I think, you know, we have to do it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I just feel like, you know, having my hands tied and being shackled by an advisory commission that's not really an advisory commission but actually sets policy. For example, like being able to recommend spending, okay, on a CIP, a capital improvement project, not to go through the count to the support and vote of the council, but somehow to be a recommendation yeah, to no. the city council and get on the CIP list. I mean, to me, that's like, what is going on here? Exactly. That tells you everything which is wrong with the system. And so, there's, yeah, we're yeah. getting there. Yeah, we're getting there. You know. Well, and like you said, Sean, we did this. We're volunteering to do the work. It's not a social event. It's yeah, not no. a social gathering. It doesn't mean I could put on my my little dress and go out and shake hands right. and, and somebody kiss my ring. Right. That's not what it's about. And that's what I love about how we work right. and what we're doing. I look forward to November coming and seeing how the council will change again yep. and how we can better work together and collaborate and continue to grow and get things done for the people and not be status quo and kick the can down the road. Yeah. We're oh, done. An old buddy that. of mine who I went to college with, I mean, um, hey, what are you doing after graduation? I said, I'm going to go to Japan. And, you know, one of my friends was like, where's that? <laughs> He's got a, he has it all, his own law firm now. I'm not kidding you. Oh, but my this, gosh. But this other guy, you know, this other guy is like, uh, I'm going to go fly jets. Mm. So he ended up, he was like the smarty of the group, right? He was a physics major. He ended up uh, not going to the U.S. Naval Academy, but through the ranks of Navy, became a commander of a U.S. aircraft carrier, okay? Oh, wow. um, yeah, one of the 11 in the U.S. Uh, US fleet. And he told me once, he's like, it, it takes about a mile to turn these things, you know? So there's no, it's a process, Yeah. you know? Okay, yeah. let's turn, you know? Yeah. So it's the same thing of what we're facing. It's a you process. Know? You got to bring up the questions. You have to deal with the feedback and the kickback, and you have to address it all. And eventually you'll get there. But it is just a process. Yeah, so, it is. I mean, that's kind of the journey we're on. Yeah, and I'm glad that we're turning it around. Mm, you know, too. we're turning it around, and and we get to do this together. Is that the bottom line here? I think so. I think our time's come. Well, listen, it's so. been another uh, great hour with you, and it's yeah. an honor to do this with you. And um, I'm hoping that we're serving our purpose, which is to inform our citizens about what's at stake and what we're what we the issues that we're addressing. That's um, right. So. And uh, just wanting everyone to know, this is our opinion. Yep. And our opinion only, Gina and Sean, bringing it to you in the bottom line. And um, until next time, until next time, go look at our webs, our Facebook page. Yes. Bottom line in black and white, you'll see our lovely faces, and we look forward to uh, number time. seven. Yes. Okay. Adios. Adios. <laughs>